Hello and welcome back to Scarves Around the Funnel, the podcast dedicated to Heart of Midlothian Football Club. I am Laurie Dunsire, with no fancy introductions today, but I am joined by my fancy sidekick, I was going to call you a sidekick there, but you're not Jimmy Sanderson, you're Mark Donaldson. I am, but I'm disappointed. It's normally Heart of Midlothian, the football club, that, or... <laughs> what are we this week? Are we, are, we're not just another football club, because there's a lot of aggro towards us from other clubs. We, we can't just be Heart of Midlothian football well, club. I've, I've, I've called us the most hated club in Scottish football in a recent intro, so... Um, not by Partick. Or Falkirk. Yeah, they like us now. Partick, Falkirk, Stranraer, Inverness. Um, that's... Is that about it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> We've got some friends, at least. Hey, it's not a popularity contest, is it? Oh, thank fuck! For, oh, thank God for that. I said, I said there would be no, no early swearing, and I've almost broke it, but I didn't quite finish the word, so I'm, I think I'll get away with that one. Um, it's not a popularity contest, thankfully. We are back. And we're going to chat about a few things this week. We are going to chat about the current situation a little bit. And uh, we're also going to talk about footballers and food, that really in-depth homework (laughs) question that that Mark put out there. Uh, And we'll guess we'll see where it goes. It's a bit of a different one. It's a Friday afternoon. And (laughs) it's one of these things. I'm just up. You're just up. I'm 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 actually off today, but um, my other half gets home in like 40 minutes and I've been out and it's, her, and it's her birthday and it's her birthday so I'm getting in trouble for even doing this today yep and I'm sat in my basement while my <laughs> wife is working out upstairs to some bang 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 yo 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 music Chloe Ting and, and whatever I'm sitting in the dark in a man cave that's been transported into some sort of TV studio for the work I do from home for ESPN and today today's show like Sesame Street today's show is brought to you by Zoom. Why is that, Laurie? We are recording via Zoom, which makes me uncomfortable because I like I like the consistency of how we've done the like 90 odd episodes yeah. before this, which is via Skype using some software that is separate to Skype, which captures the audio in multiple tracks and allows me to edit them and put it all together so you can all listen as if we are doing this professionally. But today we're doing Zoom because we're, we're doing a trial run, really, uh, because we have someone who will expect us to be organized and um, ready to do it via Zoom next week when a certain manager of Howard Midlothian joins us. Yeah, Robbie Nielsen's going to join us next week. So in the back and forward, obviously I suggested, can we do Skype? Um, how about Zoom says he? Now rather than say, well, I prefer Skype, I'm like, well, you're doing us a favor. We're not doing you a favor here. You're accommodating. He, yes, he's, he's the manager of, of, of the football club, so he probably can call the shots ahead of us. Yeah, if, if he wants to do my carrier pigeon, we, we, we'll find a way to circumvent the issues um, of COVID-19 and the transfer of, of people and animals from one country to another. So he's doing that next week. And rather than kind of say, after an hour of good content, we hope next week, um, phoning them up or message them, say, uh, Robbie, um, it didn't really work. So good on you for, for suggesting this. Uh, I feel a bit of a fool because um, I would say I've done my hair, but I've not got much to do. Uh, but I was sitting uh, in the kind of TV studio man cave basement position with the TV lights on that ESPN has provided 
And then when we kind of connected via Zoom, it's just an audio call only. So, yeah, um, I, I, we all learn. We, we, we learn. It's, 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 it's for us 40-somethings, the older brigade. Um, technological issues are, uh, are, are, are commonplace at times, but not getting yourself ready and, and looking a bit smart. Because to be honest, I was in my bed 20 minutes ago. So I'm, I'm glad we're not video orientated here. So that's the little explanation as to if you hear any sort of difference. I know there's too much info. We, you've had that for 90 odd episodes from me. I listen back. I'm like, right, you could have stopped it there. And it goes on for 30 rounds. Like, come on, you just, you could, like I could have stopped this 10 seconds ago, but I didn't. So I'll stop you're, st- you're still talking. Yeah. To, to yeah. cut a long story short, if, there, if, you, if it sounds any different this week, then it's because we are doing it slightly differently. Uh, and it's... It, We've got the challenges of both of us now being back to work full-time, which is why it's more difficult to, to fit yes. this in. One of the good things about the whole lockdown and, and part of the global pandemic was the fact that time really wasn't an issue <laughs> during that. Whereas, you want to um, do it Monday? Aye. Tuesday? Aye. Wednesday? No all the time in the world. Aye, fine. Exactly. Not anymore. Which, but it is good, obviously, to see the world getting back to some degree of normality. Uh, not in Scottish football, though, which is what we're going to talk about uh, very shortly. Okay, first up. So before this episode, you know, we went into a lot of depth on the, um, the, the information that came out from the court of session last time. And I was all ready to kind of go into a lot of detail on what's come out from the likes of Dungeon United, Wraith Rovers and Cove and some of the debates that have been going on between now many other clubs who've been drawn into all this. But just before, actually, we set up to record, Hearts themselves released a statement and um, it covered everything so well that I thought rather than me kind of going around the houses and trying to build up to what the point we want to get to, I thought I'd start with this because it really covers a lot of it. So this is a joint club statement. So coming out from Partick Thistle, I think Partick Thistle have posted it as well, but I'm just looking at it on the Heart of Midlothian official website. So I'll just quickly read through this to start off with. As a matter of urgency, we would like to clarify our position in relation to the role being played by Dundee United, Wraith Rovers and Cove Rangers in our case against the SPFL. Those clubs were named in the petition along with Strinrar because they are the clubs most likely to be impacted by a decision in our favour. We are not and have never been in direct dispute with them. The SPFL is opposing our petition and will do so at the forthcoming arbitration. Dundee United, Wraith Rovers and Cove Rangers were not therefore required to litigate or arbitrate against us. However, they chose to do so. For the avoidance of doubt, we accept that was a choice they were fully entitled to make, no doubt having been fully advised of the risks and costs. We absolutely know and understand that this was uh, not a decision to be taken lightly. This is not about two clubs, Hearts and Park Thistle, battling against other member clubs. This is about these two clubs battling against the organisation which is meant to look after all of our interests and holding them accountable for their prejudicial actions. We would contend that any club in our position would be taking similar action. However, encouraging clubs to fund anyone's costs in this process could create further division. We consider such an approach to be at odds with the fundamental requirements of the SPFL rules and the SPFL and each club shall behave towards each other with the utmost good faith. We cannot therefore let that pass without comment. 
Um, mm. And I think my I and, and many others shared and replied to that with lots of sort of mic dropping gifts and the like because it really covers everything and it's bang on the money for me. We're at a stage now whereby everyone's picked the side. If you're a Hearts fan, Partick fan, um, and fan of one or two other clubs, you're in one corner, and certainly Dundee United, Wraith Rovers, and Cove Rangers are in another corner, and they've got probably more of a a, a kind of a support staff um, in their corner with them. There's very few um, neutral opinions about this, and to an extent, I feel a little bit sorry for Dundee United, Wraith, and Cove that they have been mm-hmm. dragged into it. I, However, said, I, I said that on Twitter, and I got yeah. um, mixed reactions from Hearts fans to, no, to showing no, any I'm, sort of um, sympathy. But yeah, no, no, no but let, let's try and be fair about this as well. They've they've won their titles in in some cases very very well. Dundee United uh, and and Cove, and, and in Wraith Rovers' case, somewhat fortuitously, um, one point of a difference, I believe, over yes over Falkirk. So they're obviously going to going to try and uh, and and side with with Hearts and Partick in this. So we've all picked our sides. It's, it's very unlikely that you change a side. If you've got a favourite player at Hearts and that favourite player misses an open goal and you're like, oh, well, he's unlucky. But the guy you really don't like misses an open goal, you're vitriolic towards him because that's, that's the way you are. You're not going to change your mind or it's very hard to change your mind unless the player you don't like scores a hat-trick every week and you, you begrudgingly admit that you were wrong. That, that's at the crux of this. Admitting you're wrong is, is something that seems to have become harder and harder for people to do. Why? Not difficult. If you screw up. I mean, I had a game in midweek in Serie A. The guy that scored was the captain. He was bald. Um, I confused him with the big centre midfielder who's got long blonde hair. Right? And things happen. Robbie Nielsen and Mark De Vries were once confused at Ibrox. I contend it wasn't by me. It was by Lawrence Brody. But we'll continue <laughs> that for another day. We make mistakes. So rather than kind of just try and um, sweep it under the carpet. The next time the guy with the the bald head had the ball, I made a, a, a kind of a, attempt at self-deprecation and, and like I screwed up basically. I've got no issue with that. It's just there's a lot of people now. Um, they try and hide uh, the fact that they've they've made a mistake. And if you've picked the wrong corner, there's still time to to change. But it's it's just like right, I'm I'm with them or I'm with them, which is fine. But don't try and pull the wool over our eyes with, with kind of fake content um, to get people. It's, honestly, there's such a, there, there's such a, a, um, a similarity between the politics over here. And I, I don't want to speak about the UK politics because I pay attention to it. And look, this is a football podcast, but it's, it's the whole divisiveness of this row between the SPFL, the three clubs and, and the two clubs. And, and it's the divisiveness between the politics and certainly in, in this country as well. And it's, it's annoying in that there used to be people who would sit on the fence. They don't exist anymore, which I, I'm fine with to an extent, but don't give me all this nonsense, Dundee United or Wraith or Cove about, oh, poor us and, and big, bad, bully hearts. There's a line in that, okay? Two lines in that, that statement from hearts. We would contend that any club in our position would be taking similar action. Every club in this position would be. Hearts are spot on with that. Anyone who says they wouldn't, it's such a bullshit. The only reason they wouldn't, and apologies for the sweary, the only reason they wouldn't would be due to lack of funds. Okay? As we've discussed before, if the league title is called and Celtic are a point ahead of Rangers, do you think Rangers would be letting that one go? Or 
hypothetically, if it's hearts and hibs, hearts finish a point above hibs yeah. at the foot of the table, hibs are relegated as a result of that. Are hibs going to take that? No. So don't give me this on one hand and then on the other hand. Nonsense. So for hearts, we're on this side. I'm going to back hearts whatever they do. And the key thing is that most, if not all, hearts supporters and Partick fans are backing the football club. And right now, I have to say, we might be bottom of the Scottish Premiership, but I think the content equals us being top of the Statement League. I couldn't argue with that. And I mean, I think you make a good point that, and I think Brian Rice, actually, the Hamilton Ackies manager, said when he was asked about it, he'd be doing, he'd expect his club to do the exact same thing and any club to do the exact same thing that Hearts are doing because this is an unfair situation on Hearts and Park Thistle. And equally, you know, you would, you can say that for Dundee United, who obviously have invested and spent a lot of time and uh, won a lot of games throughout their season, that they've it would be unfair of them to have kind of come out of it with nothing. But I guess the problem for me, and I said this in my in my tweet, you know, a lot most of this still lies at the door of the SPFL for me, especially with the initial vote because I felt they held clubs over a barrel, and I didn't really, I didn't really maybe apart from the whole Dundee debacle but even some of the clubs that voted for that initial um the initial resolution i didn't necessarily feel that they'd done the wrong thing there from their point of view because they got held over a barrel and the spfl told them this was the only way which i think we've now learned is not the only way they you know there's so much hypocrisy that's going on here laurie yeah but my issue was the whole my issue when it falls down for the likes of Dundee United, and this is where my sympathy is only a degree of sympathy, I said in, my, in what I said on Twitter, is that reconstruction would have, would have avoided giving anyone a kind of, I, I suppose, an unfair um, situation out of this, or at least the least amount of unfair situation. Out of it. In terms of, you wouldn't have had relegations, um, you know, two up from each division, and then the two come up from the um, Lowland and Highland Leagues as well. So my issue was that that kind of got completely vetoed by clubs and it seemed like there wasn't much consideration of it. Um, that's where it's like, well, there was a solution on the table. Obviously, it's never going to be, maybe it wasn't, there's going to be some drawbacks to it, but it felt to me like clubs were really looking after themselves there when they had other options that were not going to really be that problematic for them. Um, so that's I, really- I to- yeah, I totally understand the self-preservation society. We're all the chief executive of our own self-preservation society. And as I said, it's unfortunate those three clubs have been dragged into it. I just wonder, if the SPFL, if Neil Doncaster knew at the time when he and the SPFL put the proposal on the table to end the season for the lower leagues to be followed by, subject to UEFA approval, the calling of the top flight as well. If he knew everything, and this is before the Dundee no vote, yes vote, would he have done the same thing again? Or what would he have done differently? Knowing fine well that there are many issues right now. We've ended up in court. If he was to do something differently, he still would have wanted the the league um, to start, the new league to start on, on August the 1st. What do you think they could have done differently to avoid the nonsense and the, the, the debauchery that's ended up, the fiscal debauchery that we now have, is there anything they could have done or he would have done differently, do you think, if he had this time again, knowing what he knows now? Oh, I, I think so. 
Um, I, I mean, apart from anything, we, we said at the time we felt they rushed it. They didn't need to finish the season then and there. Um, you know, they gave clubs, what, three days or something at the time, was it? It was a matter of days they gave the clubs to kind of look through this hundred and something page proposal that they'd clearly decided, that the board had clearly decided was what they were, they were going to push through. They wanted to push this through. Clearly, they wanted to yes. make sure. It wasn't a, here's an option we've considered. What do you think? It was a, you need to put this through. And we, we've heard about the pressure. And the thing is with the, with the whole pressure and trying to convince clubs and phone calls, you know, we've talked about this before, that morally, maybe there are problems with that. Legally, probably not, if, if they wanted to, to go down that route. Um, but we, we felt they rushed it. And there was other ways of releasing funds, which... And I, I refuse in a members to believe in a members organization they couldn't have found a way to release the funds and we're not going to get into the finer details of all that because we spoke about it before so i think they could have looked at right how do we cover some costs give people the least the minimum money they're going to be due because there's not going to be much difference between now and the end of the season anyway positions there's only certain amount of change of positions can be made um and then and then let's have a let's take our time with this like pretty much every other league did i know and the ones that didn't are, are in similar problematic situations you know france it looks like the relegations will stand but it's been a back and forth and it's gone one way and then the other and it's still in court and belgium i'm not going to try and decide for that one too much there's news that it might be overturned in belgium but there's still a long way to go with it um and in the netherlands they do have problems although they didn't enforce any relegations but some clubs do have issues with um, positions and the ones who've lost out, basically. So all the clubs that made quick decisions are obviously now experiencing problems. Now, the, maybe the season was never going to be able to be finished. People have highlighted that the way the Scottish government have looked at things has meant that they would never have been able to finish the season by, is it the 2nd or 3rd of August deadline that UEFA had along those lines? Um, Something like that, yeah. But there... <laughs> But we didn't know that for sure at the time. This was way back in, was it still, it was late March, was it? Late March, yeah, it was early April? Late March, beginning of April, yeah. So it was, it was you know, it was over three months ago. Um, so I felt they rushed into things. Reconstruction, I think, would probably have been what the option on the table which would have had to be discussed. But if, see if they'd, I guess if they'd led with this and uh, not the whole, you have to vote now to end the season and relegate the teams. Otherwise, you're not going to get any money and everyone's going to go bust. Quick, three days. If it had been a different approach, you know, a month later, going, look, it looks unlikely that we're going, to have to, we're going to be able to complete the season. We need to figure out a way of how do we conclude the campaign and what do we do going forward in terms of where teams are. And I don't know if then it would have been a case, right, okay, what, what's the best route here? How do we avoid punishing clubs? Is a is a reconstruction option on the table where we don't relegate anyone or, and we just expand the leagues. I don't know. Just keep it more of an open forum, not just chuck this right in front of the clubs with days um, with days notice. And what annoys me more, now, I can't listen to Neil Doncaster now. I actually can't watch or listen to his interviews. He just annoys me too much. It annoys me just looking at pictures of him and reading his comments, but I can't listen. So I just read some of the snippets afterwards, which I know is not always the best way to do things, but... Um, it's not good for my health to have to listen to Neil Doncaster. But he's, talk, he's talked about being vindicated. Vindicated. Just, just hearing him use that word annoyed me. Vindicated? 
Is he is he listening? Is he listening in an echo chamber to those he wants to listen to, and and just blanking out negativity, vindication? I mean, he's got he's got member clubs with who have have had it confirmed to them they have a case. And now obviously they might lose the case. Hearts and Park, this one might lose, and I'm sure if that happens, Neil Doncaster will be out with his smug grin and and saying he did everything right and we want a extra bonus on top of his stupid salary that he gets. But how we can say being vindicated and sit there defending their position when his, his members' organisation is, is up in arms with each other. There, there's so much infighting. You know, Hearts and Park Thistle together against the league. Dundee United Cove um, and Wraith are now up, are, are come out of the woodwork. Whether they needed to or not is another matter, but they felt they needed to defend their position. Falkirk, you know, we've seen Falkirk come out now and put a statement out basically saying... If they don't ask us for money, we're going to tell them to do one because they feel hard done by by this. And there's mm-hmm. obviously there's more clubs who, who I guess would be against the Hearts and Park Thistle side for their own self-preservation element because if Hearts and Park Thistle won, Neil Doncaster has clearly said, we don't have any money. You lot are going to have to pay for it. But that's just another move from him to try and create this divisiveness. Yes. I just, I can't believe. It, it frustrates me that there's not more anger from other clubs towards the organization because of the fact that they're not only looking at and i understand the club's position the, you know the clubs vote out of their own self-interest but for, for, see if if hearts had finished second bottom say we'd be in st mirren you know god how, how much easier life would be if we'd be in st mirren that game st mirren had finished bottom it would be st mirren in this position yes i wouldn't be up in arms uh, maybe i would have been able to feel make some more light-hearted comments about it but i would still be in the position of wanting the SBFL to be held accountable for all of this. Fair enough. You know, I'm not going to pretend I would have been the same level of anger and frustration at the decision and such like. And maybe Hearts would have, who knows, maybe Hearts would have voted in the same way that St. Mirren did. It would have been roles reversed. But I, as a fan, even if it wasn't directly affecting my club, I would have still been frustrated at the way this whole thing had been played out by the SBFL. I don't think that the would have SPFL- no, the SPFL should um, be set up to be in the best interest of all clubs, all members. It, 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 the way that they have acted over the past three, four months has not been for that. It's been, this is what we want. Now, we, as in who's giving them the guidance, is it the most powerful teams in Scotland or, or whatever? The, what undue influence um, do they have? But they're not looking after all the interests of all the clubs because they can't say that. Because as you've just said with some of Neil Doncaster's comments, and it is frustrating. Look, if, if we were St Mirren um, or any of the other teams above it, would we have been as interested? Of course not. Of course. So, so there is an element of, of hypocrisy and there is an element of self-preservation. Um, however, from a Hearts perspective, they have done absolutely nothing that any other club would not have done being in that position. So I think we can wrap this up now on, on, on that. But it, it's just annoying. I'm fully behind the statement that, that Hearts put out. It's yeah. sad that they feel the need to make the statement, but some of the, some of the nonsense that's emanating from Tannadice and, and various other places. But the bottom, the bottom line is, here's, here's your analogy this week. The SPFL is one big crash. Neil Doncaster is the head teacher of the crash. Things are starting to get a little too out of control. Neil Doncaster has now kind of looked the other way, saying, oh, nothing to see here, move on. Meanwhile, in the crash, there's flames. Things are starting to get a little bit rough. 
And with those flames, there's one kid going against another kid, and then other kids are getting involved. And meanwhile, the head teacher is in his office saying, no, I don't see anything. There's nothing wrong here. No problem whatsoever. There needs to be more governance, better governance, more leadership from the top. And until then, as I say, if Hearts and Partick are any way successful, especially if they're, they're successful financially, getting a lot of what they were after for, I don't think Neil, I think Neil Doncaster's position is therefore untenable. He needs to take more care of his member organizations that he is in charge of and not just kowtow to those that seem to have the most power. I think uh, in terms of Hart's talking about um, the SBFL articles and such, like Ian McLeod mentioned on Twitter, Twitter, Article B1, in all matters and transactions relating to the league and company, each club shall behave towards each other club and the company with the utmost good faith. Um, Someone also highlighted in the SFA articles, uh, charity committees, etc. Charity committees or or associations shall not be formed without the prior written consent of the board and on such terms as determined by the board as it deems appropriate. Now, these are just in relation to the fact that the three clubs have come out and asked for all the other member clubs to give them money to help them fight uh, Hearts um, part and Partick Thistle. It's just, it's such a mess. And, uh, you know, I've read some, and some Dungeon United fans and Hearts fans, there's a lot of, there's a lot of falling out on social media over the whole thing. And I really don't want to get drawn into that side of things. But um, I understand both sides to an extent, but from a Hearts perspective, we're doing everything that we should and it, what every other club would do in the same position. So it's all we can ask for just now. And um, yeah, we'll draw we're a line. We're having up. to do all this. We're having to do all this because for me and for you and for most Hearts fans, the SPFL is not doing and taking um, due care of its member organisations. And they're, they're basically letting Rome burn here without doing anything about it. Yeah. Indeed. Okay, moving on to something a little more lighthearted to help my blood pressure. Um, <laughs> oh, God, Neil Doncaster. Just his face, his face, his voice, everything. Can't stand it. Um, footballers and food. So last week, Mark just threw the homework out there and um, no. Whoa, 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 whoa. You had a choice. <laughs> I gave you A or B. I gave you a choose your own adventure. Don't put this on me. Look, I am going to Doncaster. I am going to Doncaster this and spin it the way I want. Mark threw <laughs> one option out there. <laughs> That's and that was footballers and food. Um, so I just we, we threw out there to see what people would come back with. So we've got lots of we've got lots of plays and words and and such like. So let, let's see. We've got a Carolan Scott crab sticks. You know, could have, you could have you could have had lots of crab related things with Scott crab. Um, Amoruso lets it run gave us Rocky Road Visconti and, I, I like, and, and Rocky, Rocky Visconti actually liked that tweet oh did he I, I, I was going to say he's I still like, alive I like him I hope he's still alive he's not that old uh, I know but not, I haven't heard from him for a while I just I, like, I do like the use of a really obscure player who, who barely played for Hearts um, and, and, and Visconti what a great uh, name right Rocky Visconti it, that's magnificent it is. That's the that's the type of name you would change your name to. What do you it's mean a, born with that? It's the kind of player that you, you wish had made it at hearts, just, just for the name. Uh, MJK. It's like it's like one of our best players, John Robertson. God, 
could have had a, come on, John, you could have had a more interesting name. Eh? Um, Burnley assistant, Alan Nil. Love that. Michael McIntyre, who used I thought used to be funny when he started. He's, but he came out with a good one. He said he should call his firstborn son Juan. Juan Nil. <laughs> that is a good one. MGK gave us a big, gave us a big long list. So let's go. Ryan Greggs, Jamie McDonald's, Mauricio Vanilla, Vanilla, should I say? Um, Ricardo Muller-licious, um, Harry Candy Kane, Paolo Martini, Gianluigi Buffet, um, Mo Salad, John Terry's Chocolate Orange, Fabrizio Botticelli, Sergio Biscuits, Diego Costa Coffee, and Patrick Berger. So um, MJK is really really went for it that's what double figures of of suggestions there uh, chicken tikka mo salad i like that one yeah that's the less healthy option of the mo salad <laughs> um <laughs> always a jambo says this is different this isn't uh, he's went actually with a, a brief story he says always a jambo says i once saw velichka and another lithuanian player in the pie queue at halftime in an away match at falkirk when i went back to my seat I had to tell the guy next to me who said, fit bar players eating pies, whatever next. They sat among the Hearts fans. Um, can anyone remember that and why? I, I can't believe, I'm I surprised in this day and age, or obviously in recent times anyway, that footballers would be eating pies um, at the game. Um, but I, I think I'd mentioned this story before when it came up that I was at Arbroath Berwick Rangers years ago when Andy Webster was playing for Arbroath, funnily enough, and I was queuing for a pie and the Berwick Rangers subs kind of sauntered over in their tracksuits and asked if they could get free pies since they play for the other team. Um, I don't know how that would have worked from a sports science perspective if they'd had said pie and then had been called to come on. I don't know if that's the best thing to do before you're expected to run around and play a sport. But, um, I don't know if I ever told you the story about um, Stevie Nicol when he went on the lash the night before a game where he was told uh, by one of his teammates that he, he wasn't going to be in the squad. So he was pissed and he was eating crisps and everything like that. And then um, it was in the early days of his, his Liverpool career. So Bob Paisley actually named him in the starting lineup the following day. Uh, Steve, Stevie can hold his alcohol, but yeah, it's, it's it was the food and the grease and everything that, that he'd eaten because his diet was atrocious. Yeah, he was one of the fittest guys on the pitch. And uh, let's just say he had a, a Gary Lineker type accident midway through the game um, because he'd beaten so much <laughs> the night before. I'll, I'll leave it there. That's as clean as I can make it. When um, when I played, I played for Montrose as a as a youth. And um, did you? I didn't know. What position were you? A left back, uh, full back, or, or centre back, or occasionally pushing midfield, but mainly right back. But you, um, you look like a full back. Uh, no, but I wasn't. I wasn't, I'm, I'm telling I, you, you do. You look like a, you look like know? someone yeah. that could. Yeah, you, I wouldn't have you as an imposing centre back. I'd, I'd fancy my six foot four striker to bully you, but I, I think I like the look of you as a as a. I was a bit of a. Pain I liked. Uh, I was. I, I was a bit of a a niggly player actually. I liked. Uh, yeah. Who would you? Who, which Hearts player would you have been? Were you most similar <laughs> to? Uh, I mean, I should have. Were you like Walter Kidd? Uh, before my time, so I couldn't say. 
Um, I, well, you must have heard of Walter Kidd and the way he played. Yeah, I know, but you see, I, I didn't watch him play though, so I feel like I'd. Um, there are VHS videos out there that Amoruso lets it run can provide, uh, okay. and he was playing at Kilmarnock in his final appearance in like ninety four, ninety five, and you were born like <laughs> around that time, were you not? Well, I was born a bit before that, but I wasn't going to Hearts games till about ninety eight. Because you were playing seven. for Montrose as an aggro fullback. Uh, yeah, I I, I I should establish I wasn't very good. I just uh, I, I like you were not I like to, I like to tackle. Um, uh, okay. But we played we played in France. It wasn't a preseason tour. We did like an end of season tour. So we went and played in France. in France. Yeah. So we played. <laughs> it's uh, Montreux under 15s. I think it was at that point. So uh, we played in France, and it was us. We went to a center park. Wonderful, um, and. We got served alcohol, which was great for a few of us. Although, I'd say the majority were reasonably well behaved. Uh, maybe three or four of us less so. And um, <laughs> we were playing the last game. These were in little stadiums with fans in them as well, which was a right novelty for us. And uh, I think it was, was it the night before. It was maybe the day of the game, actually. And me and a couple of others were at our chalet out the back having a beer and a cigarette. And the manager, the manager walked out and just spotted all three of us. Said, "Well, you're all on the bench tomorrow." Um, and then I think he caught us getting. A few of us were very drunk later on. I was especially drunk. I got sent back to the chalet, and I was on the bench. He sent me on for ten minutes and subbed me again. Um, Ooh, I think sub, he, subbing a sub is never he, good. He, 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 I think he could see that I wasn't in a fit state to be playing, but. He made that's a point. not very professional. I'm, I'm glad you're slightly more professional now. <laughs> he made a point that, of putting me on and then subbing thing. me off. So that, that's... Mm. Uh, see, I, I, could, I could try and spin this in a Doncaster way and say that's where my career went <laughs> wrong. You know, I had so much talent, but I just wasted it. Now. I, I wasn't actually very good either. So I didn't really have much technical ability and I didn't obviously have the commitment either. So nothing was there. Um, anyway, moving on. You know how I like to do that. <laughs> uh, really, moving on. I'm, I'm, I think I'm about to... Something's gone over my head here, so you can... Rebuilding what? myself says, Koku Collar. Koku Collar? Well, it'll be Philip Koku and Jan Collar, I imagine. Yeah, but, but what's what? the food? I Have I missed it? Am I... Re- say rebuilding myself. Oh, that's Koku the person. Collar. No, no, that's the person. Their Twitter account is Rebuilding Myself. He just said, Koku Collar. What have I missed? Koku Collar? Koku. Koku Collar? Coca-Cola? Yeah, Coca-Cola. Like Coke. Oh. Drink. Oh, Jesus. Coke. <laughs> I knew. Are you, I knew uh, were, you, were you out? Are you 15 again? Were you out last night? Do you know it's one of those where I was going to skip it because I didn't get it when I, when I kind of glanced at it. And I was like, you wish you had now. I'm going to make an arse of myself. But no, but, but no, because... <laughs> Because I can make I can make you make an arse of yourself because I'm the one reading them out and you if you don't get them then you're you're scuppered. Whereas that's that's, that's true. That's true. Thought, we can't preach self <laughs> we can't preach self deprecation earlier and then go oh we'll just edit that one out because we sounded silly we sound daft every week. But yes, I have no issue true. with that. <laughs> um, what else you got? I'm going to let it run. Says <laughs> Papa Dom wrists and he has an image of Joel Pereira. Um, <laughs> oh, we'll miss him. Tommy eighteen seventy four says. Paul Rich T. Uh, Jamie Walker's crisps and Neil. What was that? That was, that was like that was like when you go to your grads and you go, you're like, what? What did Jamie, you say? You just Jamie you Walker's crisps. No, it was before that. You'll you'll listen again. You and it was just. 
It was like the noise that like um, uh, AOL used to make or whatever when you got email. Jamie Walker's crisps and, and Gerald McCoy's crisps as well. Indeed, a vintage that remember the seventies. Oh, here's here's I'll, th- I'll throw my contribution here, which isn't uh which isn't just a a play on words, a pun. Uh, Dave McPherson's son will be delivering some a cake and some uh, baking to me very shortly. Anytime now, actually. So there you go. We had a story about Dave McPherson stealing someone's birthday cake the other week. And so his son is going to deliver you a cake. He's going to actually, I'm going to get a cake. Um, so he, he, he works for, today. For your, for your girlfriend's birthday. Yes, for her birthday today. So at the moment, because he's not been uh, working, him, uh, he and his girlfriend have been um, baking and delivering cakes and all sorts to people, which uh, <laughs> is a creative way to do things. So, I'll, I'll that's how them. this all started, isn't it? That's how that's how this all started. It was to do with Dave McPherson and cake. Yeah, and that's why we just kind of said footballers and food. Yeah, that's where it came from. So, Puzzles Bakery. You can look them up on on Facebook or on Instagram. I think they're Puzzles underscore Bakery. Um, do they deliver order. to Connecticut? Uh, they'll Puzzles deliver they around deliver. international delivery. Edinburgh and the Lothians. So they. Well, Connecticut. I think he he did want to Dundee, but Connecticut's probably a bit far i would imagine but um but yeah look them up if you if, if you want something you're in the area there you go a, a plug for puzzles bakery um which is the oh, first and son delivering me a oh, cake that's not what? what i expect puzzles bakery and cafe no that's, from that's, that's another one today in new york and well, maybe they, well, you deliver may, maybe you could get from them um yes Maybe I you can get Chris McPherson, please. <laughs> Sorry. Maybe, maybe you can get a Sean Eclair, which is good. Robbie's suggestion. That's a good one. Like that. Um, John Cowan. Yeah, John Cowan says Hans Ecclefagan. Ecclefagan. Was it not like some sort of Eccles cake or something? Eccles cake. Yeah, there is. Eh? Yes. Hans Eccles cake. Ecclefagan. That's just a that's 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 a name of somewhere. Wait, what? It's no, it's Ecclefeckins. Is is it not like a? I'm sure it's a. It's a cake, isn't it? Eccles is the cake. No, but I think I think there's a no, 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 no. I, I, I oh, an Ecclefeckin tart. Yeah, that's it. No, I knew it was some kind of food. Ah, Ecclefeckin so so butter tart. Yeah, so there we go. Well done, John Kevin. That's a good one. Um, the Gorgie Roar says, Bean Saunders and Spam Allardyce are two off the top of my head. Spam Allardyce, Christ. Um, Stuart Ritchie says... Spam. We used to, sorry, we used to get... Monday was always the worst day for, for food at school, in primary school, because they never prepared anything because obviously the, the preparation was done the day before and they weren't in on a Sunday. So we used to get Spam fritters... <sighs> Anything, oh, the food on a Monday <laughs> primary school is hard. It's funny with the um, the links because <laughs> I just got taken back to the only time I've ever eaten Spam is that trip with Montrose <laughs> because oh, we got, no. we, we, well, we were, we had to fill the fridge. So our fridge was just full of beer and Spam. And I remember that's all we bought. <laughs> beer and Spam? Yeah. <laughs> yeah you, and you wonder why I never made it. Um Stuart Ritchie. How are you so skinny? Well, well, apart from anything, that was about two decades ago almost. Yeah, Stuart but you're Ritchie. so skinny. 
Let me I see. was pretty skinny as a teenager. I ain't skinny anymore. I'm not that skinny. I mean, not big, but I'm... anyway. Take the compliment. Jeez. Kirk Broadfoot and the exploding egg is one of oh, the best yeah. footballing injury stories oh, of all time. My goodness. And if you is. don't know that story, or if you might have just heard of it, but you're not sure, just Google Kirk, Kirk Broadfoot, Broadfoot and the egg in the micro. <laughs> oh, my. Imagine so, I'm coming in the mix. What happened to you? <laughs> just make something else up. Don't tell the truth. I know. I know. We're still talking about it. What else have we got? Neil Robertson says Paul Hartley's jam. So, yeah, you that one. Duncan Robertson uh, said Jamie Walker's as well, but also Taco Fisas, Jamie McDonald's as well, and Ian Black Pudding and Suso Sultana. There you go. Yeah. That's a good one. Uh, uh, Crawford Jeffrey just says Robbie Nielsen because he's a delicious wee piece. Um, I could, should have maybe saved that one for next week's show when Robbie's week, on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, last two. Rudy's Left Boot says Joe Coleslaw. And mm-hmm. um, here's a good one. I like this one. Neil Rennick uh, says, Stefan Payer. Very good. That's a good one. You got any? Yeah, I have. But um, I, I should have them in front of me, which I don't. Well, but yeah, I'll try and get them. So <laughs> talk amongst yourselves. Da, da, da. You know, the ones I came up with for myself, I put a, a tweet out. If you didn't see it, I had Neil Berry, Paul Cherry, Derry Lee Johnson. Remember him? Midfielder, yes, I do. Chris Crisp Hackett, Chris, uh, the winger, pa- Chris Packett, Chris Packett. That's even better than mine. <laughs> I, th- I thought that's what you said. <laughs> it was. That's exactly what I said. Well done. I just thank, thank you, Chris Packett. <laughs> I had Chris Packett, but yours is better. But I'll claim that. Um, Fernando's Screpus. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Patty Byrne. Pat Byrne, seventies, early eighties. Uh, Samuel Gorgonzola. Mm-hmm. Rather than the three-second pause and then a, an acknowledgement, that doesn't really make me feel good about these. Uh, <laughs> Con- Connor Salmon's an easy one, uh, and I just had Scott Crab on, on his own. But not Crab sticks. Um, yeah. what, what do we got? Egert Johnson. Um, Mickey Walker shortbread because his family is the Walker's family. Um, this is from uh, CBG um, Davidus Cheesnauskas Justin Fishenu Marion um, Jello <laughs> uh, Michael Popsicle All prepared in a Perry kitchen And if you eat too much You'll be on the Rennie's Mauler for the heart sperm Oh dear, oh, dear. You know when I, when yeah, I made that's... the When I made the legal Courtroom jokes at the start of of last week's show, I think you said, um, "Have we got an hour of this?" I should have. That wasn't I should, me. I should have. I should have. I should have led with that when we started with the. But there we go. Footballers and food. Footballers and yeah. food. We're gonna. I'm gonna draw a line. I'm gonna move on from footballers and food because it's only got so much. Um, I think we can get out of that. But uh, thank you for 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 messaging. Uh, we got more than I expected, uh, given Mark's fantastic homework suggestion. But you had a choice whether you chose the wrong one. It's your fault. <laughs> okay, well, before we kind of finish up and, and get to the end, I wanted to read out an email. We got an email from Dougal. Now, if you tuned in last week, you will have heard that Dougal sent us an email about some entertaining 
stories following hearts abroad, which ended in in all kinds of things. Um, I think the, the one that stuck in my head was getting robbed at gunpoint at one point, I believe, in, was it Budapest or something? But anyway, it was, it was, it was very entertaining. I won't go back there, but uh, Mark wondered if he knew who Dougal was. So Dougal Begg has emailed back and he says, Gents, thanks for the recent mention. I did laugh hearing the stories relayed. If when Donkey is ever deported from America, a career as a private detective beckons. Yes, I'm from Pennycook and my old man was a GP there for 30 years, enjoying his retirement now. Used to get the Royal Hotel bus to games as a 14, 15, 16 and 17 year old as Glenn Fakeney? Fakeney? Fakeney. Fakeney. And Mike. Fake me for the Royal. And um, Mike, and in, in brackets, he says, unrepeatable <laughs> nickname, had oh, no issue with us bringing on a carryout as underagers. I know Neil and Ian Hunter from the Main Hearts buses as well. I'm 37, uh, but think I remember Donkey's sister, but my memory, probably due to trips like Basel and Prague, is somewhat <laughs> hazy. The Big Taz is a story. Uh, the big Taz in the story isn't from Pennycook. He's an Edinburgh boy. As Donkey rightly guesses, he is, stroke, was a bit of a unit. It was also known as Big Pelly, ironically for his first touch in fives, and Shamu, not ironically, after the whale from Free Willy. Oh. Cheers, lads. Dougal. So there you go. I'm glad, I'm glad it was Dougal Big. A super yeah. sleuth, Donaldson. Dougal's dad's a doctor. Told you. Yeah, Mike Scott from Pennycook. This will mean nothing to most, but let's just say Mike Scott from Pennycook always carried about with him in his possession, uh, and he drank in the Royal and the Crown as well. He would always carry a plastic bag and refused anyone access to plastic bag. He's the type of guy that would have hooky copies um, of Betamax or VHS of Jaws 2 in 1977. <laughs> Jaws 2 was released in 1978. There's your issue. There was, uh, there was hands in many, many pies and many different things. Um, and always out for a quick buck. But, but he, he, was the, he was the local fixer. He could get you things. Good guy. But you just didn't ask questions. That was, that was the prerequisite. You can have it, just you're no, I'm not telling you where I got it from. Every town must have one of those. Every little kind of, not city, because... Little towns, little kind of 30,000 population or less towns that there's three or four pubs or two or three or, or whatever. There's always the, the Dell boy amongst those towns. Every town should have one. Good old Mike Scott. I think that brings us uh, to the end of this week's show. We don't really need to think of any creative homework as such because we will be speaking to... Mr. Robbie Nielsen next week. I, I, I guess what we can ask is if there's anything you have any memories of Robbie in his playing days that you want to message us about or questions in regards to that because we will be talking mainly about Robbie's time 06. on the pitch in 0506 less so we'll obviously have a quick chat to him about plans for um, the future and his current role but we're mainly going to be talking about 0506 and his time as a player so any kind of questions or any stories or your kind of thoughts from that kind of period. And we say it in San Nicholson. 
<laughs> yeah, that's why I'm not putting it out there because we'll just get a list of, are you saying this person? Are you saying that person? What are you going to play? What tactics, tactics are you going to use? But yeah, we can't, can't go down that route. We'd have an hour of Robbie just going through questions about that. But anything around that time, 05, 06, or his time when he was playing? Poor Phil Turnbull in the media department will be going on, no, no. <laughs> As, Phil never okayed it with me, so Robbie said okay, but that's that's all we need, really. If you it? don't ask, they can't say no. How about that? <laughs> I jokingly asked. I didn't actually ask. I just kind of you never got a pie, though, did you? I didn't. I didn't. But um, anyway, so no, hopefully, there's no no. Hopefully, well, I don't think Phil listens to this, so it's fine. If you do, Phil, Robbie's coming on next week. Cheers. Um, I'll see you back in October when I'm hopefully still commentating for Hearts TV. Former Hearts TV commentator Laurie Dunsire has rejoined Montrose as a right back. Oh dear. Oh Christ, no. Oh, scary times. Uh, okay, well thank you for tuning in. Um, it's been a, a, an interesting one. Uh, my other half is back from work now. I can hear in the background so I better go and make sure that this Kate gets here safely and we can celebrate her birthday. But um, until next time, Mark, I'll bid you adieu. Adieu. Cheerio. See you next time, guys. Bye.